Yeah, when his word comes out, it come out, don't it? Amen. Um, we're going to stay in the vein. I'm going to be teaching on unity today. Um, there's so much purpose in it. Uh, I believe that it's going to be unveiled to you through his word. <clears throat> and then you also must know if there's if the power of God works through unity, you have to understand that the enemy is going to do everything he can to try and keep us divided. Breaking news. He can't win. All right? He cannot win. And there's a reason, there's a reason why he can't win. Okay? There's a reason why. There's no way. He's already defeated. But you have to know and understand. I'm gonna, <clears throat> there's something I'm going to be teaching next month. It's called kingdom. Okay? You're going to hear these last two weeks that I'm going to be teaching on unity, these two weeks is going to be double in part. I'm going to be coming from the same text, but God is getting a message to his church. He's unifying his church. Amen? Whether we like it or not, it's happening. So whatever differences you have, let them go so you can go with the flow. Okay? Don't be the dam that's holding up the flow. Amen? All right, this month's theme scripture, let's read it together and get happy. <clears throat> Behold how... Mm-hmm, we're going to try it again. <laughs> In unity, amen? <laughs> Behold. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. Just tell your neighbor, it's good. Mm -hmm. All right, two, two passages of text um, this morning. The first, the first passage of text I, I want you to turn to is the gospel according to Luke. Chapter number 17, verse 20. Luke chapter 17, verse number 20. Luke 17, 20. Wow, look at the time. Is it almost 12? And I get until 1.30? <laughs> I'm just playing with you. God can have all the time he needs. Amen. Amen. Um, Luke chapter 17, verse 20. <clears throat> that is not the main text that we're te teaching from today, but um, this will help us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity to feast on your holy word. The world has dealt us problems and situations. We have taken on more than we could even handle, Lord. But because of your grace and your mercy, here, here we are. It is you who have seated us here, Lord. You, just like you set over 5,000 that they may feast on your word. Come now and feed us. You said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be fed. We hunger this morning, Lord. And we know, Lord, because you created the hunger, that you will satisfy the appetite. So let your word, Lord, come forth as a two-edged sword. Come in cutting and leave out cutting, that we may be carved into the shape that you want us to be. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. Therefore, we declare that we are your church. So come now, Lord, for we desire to hear what the Spirit has to say. And as I stand here, Father, on holy ground, I tremble. Because of your awesome power, Lord, I ask that you would consecrate me, make me even fit to be used by you. Push down on the spirit of Felix that he may be behind the cross, that your spirit will come and teach and preach to us today, that we will be changed to be more like you. We surrender 
our whole selves unto you, God. And we lay everything at your feet that you will be glorified and we, your body, will be edified. In Jesus' name, all the believers shout amen. Amen. <clears throat> amen. Verse number 20 of the 17th chapter, Dr. Luke says, Now, when he, had, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Say, so there's a king in me. All right, now turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Beginning at verse number one. It says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared, and Jehoshaphat feared, and Jehoshaphat feared. Here's a king now in fear. I was told at one time that people of God don't fear, but I want you to know you will fear. It's not about the fear. It's about what comes after the fear. Amen? All right. So, and Jehoshaphat feared. Now, get this. And set himself, and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So, Judah, so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. I got to pause right there and say, who are you asking for help? Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> and, from all the, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now get that. All the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new courts and said, watch out what he said, O Lord God of our Father, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it, in, gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever, and they dwelled in it and have built you a sanctuary. Is it, is it for your name's sake? If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and say. Now, if that's not a prayer, mm, 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 and you will hear and say, 
And now here are the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir whom, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given to inherit. Now get this. He had called all the people to pray. Now last verse, verse 13. We there? Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. Amen. I, I, I look at this chapter as God is positioning his people, bringing them into unity. And I want you to see as the king was crying out, he was crying out, reminding God of the power that he has. And I want you to know that unity is positioning you with power. Say I'm positioned with power. power. Amen. That's what I want you to just continue to have in your spirit because the enemy is going to not stop. He's going to try and throw stuff at you. Okay? He's going to try and let things come up that will try to get you divided. But God will allow things to happen in your life that will bring you together. It's a tragedy that God uses tragedy to bring us together. It's a tragedy that he has to rely on that because his church has been in disarray talking about one another because we get all caught up in what went wrong. Oh, you did this and you did that and you did this and you did that. And so God says, okay, if you think this and that matters, I'll put something on you that will make you forget about this and that. Yeah, God says, I'll put some trouble on you that you won't even think that this and that has any relevance. You'll be looking at me so hard because you'll be dependent on me to show up. Has anything ever happened in your life that it took God to move in it? Some of you are sitting down right now wondering, God, you're going to have to do something or this is never going to work out. King Jehoshaphat, they had been winning battles and they, they, they had um, overcame and, and he's reigning and he, a king committed to God. You could tell he has a relationship with God because of the way he prays. You know, and, and this is something about relationship because most of us are in relationship with God, but we don't prove our relationship with God by the way we pray. Because our prayer life is predicated based on what we're going through. And so when you start going through something, you start praying to God, asking for help for that. But the king didn't ask for help. He just reminded God who he was. Aren't you the God with all power? And aren't you the God that's over everything? They coming against you? See, he didn't make it about him. He made it about God. And when you belong to God, you make everything about God. And if you're not making it all about God, God knows how to send trouble your way. And it may not even reach you. He'll just send a word that trouble is headed your way. And the word will have you go after God and make you forget all about your little trouble. Preacher, what are you talking about? Do you know how things can be going just as good and you can handle it? But you, listen, you are divided and you are caught up in you. Oh, I need it this way, and I need you to do it that way. And so you get focused on it, and then when they don't do it that way, you get an attitude. And you come to church, and, and the church isn't going in the direction you feel it's your, well, the music's too loud. That person was off the key. Oh, the, the, the drums weren't there. And, and we start looking at stuff and pointing at stuff, and then we say, well, oh, that don't work for me. And then you run over to another church talking about you're going to find the perfect church. I got news for you. There is no perfect church. And if you happen to see one and you happen to join, it's not perfect anymore because there went the neighborhood where you showed up.
And so, and so, the people of Judah, Christ is a lion out of the tribe of Judah. And the people were gathered about in their various regions and cities working on what they wanted to work it on when they're the tribe of Judah. They should have been coming together and praising God because they're the tribe of Judah. And Judah means pray. The city should have been having a meeting every day just to praise God. But God says, I'm so big on praise. If you won't praise me, I'll send trouble your way. So King Jehoshaphat gets word. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Because the people we were supposed, we wanted to kill and God told us to spare them. They've hooked up with some of our other enemies who hooked up with some of our other enemies. And now they're coming to destroy us. Can you imagine it was the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Edomites. All of these jokers were the ones who were defending the promised land, and we had to defeat them to go to the promised land anyway. All of these ites, before we get there, all of these ites are now hooked up together to come and t- destroy praise. You know, now you would have to know that the enemy has got to be crazy to try to come against praise. Uh, You got to get this because, because, because there has been an enemy coming against your praise because praise is your weapon. Uh, When you begin to praise God, things start to happen that you weren't even aware of happening. Because, because praise fuels God. God says, I will li- get off of my throne if I hear a praise. That's why God said, listen, God, if God hears a praise in Brentwood, he'll stand up and tell the seraphim, hey, stop flying. I hear somebody with a real praise. Is there anybody in here? I don't mean one of those cute praises. I want somebody who has an unrestricted, undignified praise unto God. You say, I don't know what's going on. It always feels like I'm going through. Yeah, because God has a praise in you. And he's going to get it out of you. One way or another. But you can't praise God and talk about what somebody else is doing wrong. Uh, You can't praise God and complain at the same time. Because it is a direct contradiction. Uh, complaining cancels praise. Praise defeats uh, complaining. Oh, goodness. That means if you start to complain, if you start praising, you'll forget about your complaint? Absolutely. Uh, Praise will take you to a place where complaining cannot exist because praise is for God. Oh, goodness, there's more, there's more, there's more to this, there's more to this. But first, let me help you understand why, why the enemy, uh, let me say this, the enemy, uh, the inner you. Say the inner me. Stop talking about the enemy, the devil and his demons. That's not the issue here. The issue is the inner you. That is the big problem that we have. And the, listen, the enemy has used people to get you to act a fool. And the reason why I say act a fool is because you walk around holding an attitude and don't forgive folks for what they did. That's foolish. That's holding you hostage. Because this is not about you. Do you understand that there are two spirits? Two spirits. He talks about the Moabite spirit, and he talks about the, the Amorite spirit. And the, the, the Moabite, the Moabite spirit. Listen, that Moabite spirit broke first, broke forth when Lot came out of Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. God destroyed it, took them out of Sodom and Gomorrah, but didn't take it out of them. So then, his daughters 
laid down and had an incest relationship with him. And the first son that came out, his name was Moab. And so Moab means of the father, which meant because they had no true father, there was no relationship there. They were trying to foster one. And you know people who don't have a father and see somebody with the father, a jealous spirit breaks out. You know how you don't even have nothing, but you got him? And you and folks get jealous over your relationship with God? You can't rub two nickels together, but you still got to pray. And people get jealous of your praise when you don't even have nothing. They're jealous of your relationship because you got a father. And you're wondering why they hate on you. It's because of the daddy that you got. Oh, this is good. Man. So you got the Moab spirit. Now, the Moabite, dead and gone. Spirit still alive today. And you got the Amorite spirit. The Amorite spirit is a spirit of self-exaltation. I'm going to deal with these two spirits. Self-exaltation, which means that that spirit makes it about themselves. So that spirit tries to get in every believer. And every believer is coming from a world which, where that spirit runs rapid. The Amorite, this is how God named it. Amorite, am I right? The Amorite spirit has to be right because it's made it about him. It's a spirit of self-exaltation that has broken loose in the church. Whereas God says, I have given some to be apostles, some to be teachers, some to be prophets. God said, these are all my gifts. And the church has stood up and said, no, these are my gifts. And I'm God's anointed. Oh, breaking news, partner. Everybody who is a child of God is God's anointed. Don't think that you more than anybody else. And so this spirit has broken loose that we ourselves walk around with the spirit of self-exaltation. Making it about you. The people died a long time ago. The spirit's alive today. But God said, I killed that spirit through unity. If I could get you together, it won't matter what happened between you. You'll stop talking about what went wrong, and you'll talk about the God that made it right. Say it. Can he do it? Oh, can he do it? Can he take a messy situation and make a message out of it? Can he do 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 it? Reference, point of reference, Jesus! They was beating him. They lied on him. They rejected him. They whooped him all night long. Messy situation. But the greatest message alive today, because by his stripes... We are healed. If they wouldn't have whooped them, healing power wouldn't have broke loose. Because they, listen, because he hung his head and died, it gave three days a chance for him to have resurrection, which is there, exists today, that we can arise above any situation. Why? Because we have resurrection power. Sends trouble, a word, a word of trouble. Now get this, a word of trouble gets to the king. Notice that he sent it to the head. Uh, trouble is coming. Um, the king, the Bible says the king was afraid. Have you ever got a bad report that made you afraid. I mean, we can come to church and say, we're the Christian church. Um, we're not like the Jehovah Witness. Uh, we got issues with the Pentecostal because they run too much. Uh, they speak in tongues too much. We got, we got issues 
with the Baptists because they don't believe in women preachers. Uh, we got issues with this and we got issues with the Methodists because they think they're correct and all they want to teach is history. Uh, we got issues with all these churches. Uh, but it's not so much the church, it's you. Because who are you? That you got it all together. That you can talk about who don't. When the only reason why you can put one foot in front of the other is by the grace of God. And the same grace he gave you, you ought to be giving them. And if you can't give it to them, he knows how to send trouble your way to make you forget about all the indifferences that you can't come into unity. God will put some trouble in your life that'll make everybody come together. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I was meeting with the Mormons. I was meeting with the Jehovah Witnesses. I, I was looking at everything, trying to decipher who was right and who was right. When right, listen, it's not about being right. It's about being righteous. And the righteousness of God was dwelling in me all the time. And I'm trying to find the truth. And he is the truth. And so I found myself pointing at what was wrong. And God said, you're the one that's wrong. Well, you're up there looking for what's wrong with everybody else. Why don't you take a look in the mirror? You can see a whole lot wrong. And I'm the only one that can make you right. Phoenix, here comes some trouble. And while, while, while I'm doing my thing, see, I can just tell you the truth. God sent word. I got a doctor's report said my daughter had leukemia. I teamed up with the Jehovah Witness. I teamed up with the Mormon. I didn't care what they believed then. All I wanted them to believe is that God could heal my daughter. And that's what God will do. He knows how to get a church together. He'll send some pain your way that it won't even make a difference what, who believes what. All they'll know is that there is one God that we serve. in that trouble, you'll start seeking God. Some trouble, you can't help, your friend can't help you either. But you got to seek God. Said Jehovah, if that starts seeking God, and stuff started happening. Because the king was seeking God. The people came together, the Bible said. Wait a minute, there's some bad news? Let's go get God. We haven't went after him in a while. Ooh. Last time we went after him is when we were crushing them under Misha's leadership. Oh, wait, it's time. So the people from all the various cities came together. The Bible says when they came together, they were seeking God. I got a question. Who are you seeking? Because sometimes we seek an answer to the problem that we're experiencing. Forget the answer. If you seek God, you get the answer. Quit seeking his hand when you can have all of him. Go after all of God and you can get the hand of God and stop praying for God to help your little situation because it's not about you. It's about all that he has connected you to. Oh, so we're in a battle. And the battle is a self-issue. A self-exaltation. Because if you were not exalting yourself, you would not get offended when someone said something to you that you didn't like. Because if it's not about you and they say something to you, then you will not take offense to it. How many of know, you know that you were bought with a price and it's already been paid and you have a new DNA and it's called a kingdom kid? And because you have the king now inside of you, you have power now that you have been positioned for. The, 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 now, now get this. So the enemy will try to use people because those spirits try to use people so that people will get on your nerves. If people get on your nerves, you start complaining. 
Am I talking to the real people? Can, I, I want to make sure because if, if, you, if, you, if you can't be real with it, you can't get delivered from it. And so God says, I got to crush you so that I can get the unity for the church. Because there's an army that you're fighting against. But you're a part of God's army. You know, when the church first started off, I said, God, you, you're funny. Because they start talking and singing that song. Where this means war. If you don't know that it's time for all-out war, it's time for you to go to war against you. Because you've been sitting on the throne way too long. This is not, listen, this is not your fight. Now get this. When the people came together, the Bible said in verse 13 that even the children came. The whole house came. Everybody was together. Somebody say together. together. When we come together, then God will move. But God's not going, listen, we will not be able to hear from God what the next move is until we come together. And so the war against one another has got to come to an end or God will put something on you that will make you forget about that and start thinking about him. And when you start thinking about him, we can come together. Is there anybody in here that's experiencing some trouble that you know only God can do? Yep. God allowed you to go through what you're going through, not because he's mad at you, not because you've done something wrong, but because God wants to get something right out of your life and the rightness is in taking you down so that he can raise up and connect his church together so that the church can have an ear to hear what the, what the spirit is saying to the church. Wait, 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 wait. Well, why, Pastor? Well, because... God said, there's a war going on. Now, the church, the church is fighting with one another. Uh, Whether in the house, because we have not made God our focus. Do you know, uh, in, in the Bible, Jesus is with the disciples, and he shows up, and there's a man, he's vexed. With the spirit, and the spirit is freaking out. Said, oh, no, 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 it's not a time. Don't make us leave this region. Because spirits are territorial. And so, and so Jesus shows up. And he said, what's your name? And the, the spirit said, we're legion. And so we read that in the Bible. And we said, well, legion means many. But... A legion means more than just many because a legion is many that are operating in order. So then, the enemy, his demons, don't fight with one another. But the church. That is why they are effective as long as they are effective. Because they don't fight with one another and we don't fight against them. Yes, I do, Pastor. Well, okay, well, let's, let me tell you how to fight. When you start talking about what the enemy's doing, that is not a fight against him. That is telling his allegiance to go forth. And that's why they can stay in place because we are giving them the privilege to stay in place by talking about what they're doing. Uh, Now, now, God is showing us how the enemy, his legions are territorial. Notice that there's certain territories where different types of sin is is on the verge. 
and certain demons own that territory. I believe Vegas gambling, right? I, I, I believe there's a, a legion there and there's other legions that set up and have warfare in other places because they're territorial. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we need to take back what the enemy has stolen. Is there anybody in here who is willing to get in position so the power can go forth? So God, God is unifying his church. And, and you have to understand that the church has been operating fragmented. And if we come together, we can get the next move. But the problem is, we've set our own agendas. And we want to move in the way that pleases us. But God says, you will never hear my voice wanting to please you. And so here we are, the soldiers in the army of God, and we are all powerful, yet we have not come together. But God said, I thought about this for a minute, how the, the demons, they're just marching around doing, doing all type of stuff, and we're giving them the privilege to do it by opening doors that need to be closed once and for all. Talking about God knows I'm a work in progress. I'm just going to dip and dab in this sin and he going to fix it up. No, every time you go into willful sin, you open up a door for legions to come in. And then you wonder why little Susie is going through stuff at the age of 12 that you didn't go through until you were 22. It's because you've opened too many doors. Somebody say, but God. but God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy, ooh, he, ooh, he's good. Uh, and so, so he, 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 he's formatting, uh, putting the church in order because he's a God of order. And as we come into unity, I thought about how uh, the military and a sergeant, when he comes out, and no matter what the platoon, all of it, it could be a thousand of them, and not, he will not give an instruction until he brings order to the platoon. And so he'll say, Tinshot! In other words, can I have your attention, please? So that I can speak to you. And so you can hear what comes out of my mouth and stop doing what you want to do. Can I have your undivided attention? Is what the commander says. And the commander will have you stand there until he feels that he's got your undivided attention. And then he will not give you the command until he has everybody's attention. And that's what God is saying. I have a command for the church, but I need all of you to get in position so you can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. My army needs to hear from the commander and chief. So, one, one minute, give me, give me a couple of minutes. So, 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 in the 13th verse, he says, All of them, because of one man uh, went after seeking God, the leader was seeking, and everybody else started seeking because the leader was seeking. Let me tell you something. That's why I don't, uh, I don't trip when people leave, and I don't trip when they come back, because I know it's all God's doing. He told me, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else, get added to it. And as he was seeking, the city started coming and they were bringing their children. And when he got them all together, somebody say when. Uh, when unity happened, God sent a prophet by the name of Jehazel, 14 verse. It said, Jehazel, it said when. All the family got together, brought the kids too. All of them were in the assembly of God. Jehaziel said, thus says the Lord, this is not your battle, but God's. 
I don't know who's been battling, but God wants you to know this is not your battle. It's the Lord. All you got to do is get together and let God be God. You need to give somebody a high five and tell them, let's get together. Let's get together. Don't matter what has happened. Don't matter who went wrong. All that matters is God's got it all right. Now, 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 he said, position yourselves and see. Position yourself. First, it said the king set himself. Now, setting Setting, if you set your alarm clock, it is set for that specific time. So we have to set ourselves. What part of self? Because we could get in formation. Colossians 3 and 2. We can get in formation. We don't have no problem getting in formation. Yeah, we come on to the church house. Yeah, this my spot. Lord going to bless me right here. Yeah, this is the one. I can feel this anointing. Because we have no problem getting in physical position. The problem, no, no, no. You can't get Colossians 3 and 2. And, and the problem is we don't set in other words, it, you, you have to be set. When the foundation is set, it can hold the whole house. But if you don't set it, it'll get blown down. If you put the house down before you set the foundation, then it will not stand. But if you set the foundation, then you can withstand anything. And what am I telling you? You need to set your foundation. In Christ I stand. That's it and that's all. All other ground is sinking. Uh. So we can set ourselves with our little bodies. Oh, I went to church. It was so good. You know how you should have been there. That word was for you. No, it wasn't. It was for you. And you get, you get this word, and, you, and you're all set. Oh, yeah, I, I went, and you were set with the physical. But this thing up here, this thing got issues. You know how it is. You can be so set in church and you can have a hallelujah good time and let the wrong one say something to you. You know what's so crazy is? It don't, it's not even true. And you entertain it. They tell the biggest lie on you and you get mad. Why get mad at a lie? And they start, oh, I can't believe they said that. Who do they think they, for real? Right. The reason why you went there is because you wasn't set. So Paul says this, set your mind where? Stop right there. Set your mind on what? It's not about what color you wear today. It's not about how good you can put your makeup on. It's not about how good the preacher going to preach. It's about him. And you need to set your mind on everything that's going on in the heavenly realm because if you get set in the heavenly realm, the kingdom of God that's in you, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Somebody say, set your mind. On things above, not on things on the earth. Why? Because everything here is temporal. 
everything there is eternal. You can set your mind on the eternal and bring something in the natural to a halt because you're operating in the kingdom. So when thy kingdom comes, thy will has to be done. So everything out of order has to either get in order or leave. That should have helped two or three of you. Because you're wondering why it's so chaotic. It's because God is bringing order. Now get this. It really gets me that the, the, the evil one is the author of confusion. Yet, when they get together, they operate in order. The church is of divine order. But while we're fragmented, we operate out of order. And so God says, I got to unify you. Because when I unify my church, my church will send up a praise. Do you understand that when they got together, that Jehoshaphat said, all right, Levites, you ones that could blow the horn, blow the horn. The ones that play the strings, get ready, play the string. The ones that beat the drums, get ready, beat the drum. You know how we get, oh, it's too loud with those drums. They, oh, that's of the devil. For real? Instruments, make let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise me with a tambourine, praise me with a cymbal, whatever it is, praise me. God said, when you get unified, you won't care. You'll beat on a chair to praise me. Joseph has said, he said, all right, now that we're together, why are we together? The first four commandments, God talks about how he loves praise. Did you hear the prayer of Jehoshaphat? His prayer was praise. Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you all of that and then some? That's all he was saying. God, you're everything to us. And when he began to pray like that, then the people came together. Then the word came to the church, said, this is not your battle. Position yourself and stay there. Set your mind and stay there. Quit falling for the old okey-doke. You don't belong to confusion. You have no part in confusion. The only thing that you're to do with confusion is disrupt it. If confusion is in the house, show up. Ah, my house is so confused. Oh, this is going on, this is going on. Well, show up then. Because when the spirit of the Lord shows up, confusion has to cease. As a matter of fact, listen, when we come together, see, it's one thing. By yourself, because you have the kingdom in you. But when we come together, we don't have to be calling out power. Power just comes out. Amen. So while they were together, he told them praise. And they sent up a praise. They didn't talk about how many of them it was. They didn't talk about how this could happen or might happen or that you need to do this, you need to do that. Nope. They had one thing in mind. They were on one accord. They were seeking God. Not some of them. They wanted all of God. And when they went after God, they started praising in the morning. And when praise went up, see, that's why the enemy stopped trying to get you to stop praising. So he has you to focus on you. Because you will never be able to praise God. That's why he says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Your spirit will bypass your way of thinking. And when you start worshiping him in spirit, we unite in spirit. A praise goes up. And it, it don't even take a loud praise. It just takes a true praise. Are there any true praisers in the house? God so... 
awesome. He said, if you can't open your mouth, I'll put my spirit in you. And if my spirit even thinks of praise, it'll bless me. That's why, that's why you can't take prayer out of school and you take, take praise out of school. How are you going to take it out of anything? Do you understand that you can, mm, a prayer, that you can, mm, a praise? You don't need to let nothing out your mouth. Mm, you can bless God. Mm. All it takes is that inward man to release that spirit man. Oh, God. Go ahead and shout, I'm set. Stay right there, stay right there, because, because, because the lesion that we have given permission, we're binding them today. It's over. Serving notice. Anybody with me? All it takes is two or more. Huh? Can we serve notice? Yeah. Huh? Because the enemy's been having too much power. We're going to bring him to a halt. So, so, so how? Wait, wait, how? Wait, wait. But they, they many of them, and they marching. They on point. How do you get the enemy off point? Well, the Bible says that praise will confuse the enemy. Wait a minute. Do you mean if confusion is going on, I can begin to praise God and talk about how awesome he is? And because of that, confusion has to leave? Oh, but it goes deeper than that. Because when they were praising God, the Bible said the praise went up. God said, oh, I love this praise so much. Whatever is done in heaven shall be done in earth. So he sent the praise back down with his voice. Ah. So you send it up and God sends it back down. And when he sent it back down, it hit the enemy's cap and caused so much confusion. What are you saying, preacher? Praise this will cause confusion to get confused. And when confusion gets confused, it cannot operate in your life. And the victory that God has promised you takes full effect. And all you got to do is get in position, stay there, and let the power of God do the rest. Come on and give him a praise. So we got to go. So Jesus, he says, he says to her, as he was getting, bringing us and making us his children, he says, I want you to follow three steps. You guys ready? So he says it in Matthew, he says it in Mark, and he says it in Luke. He says, in order to come with me, the first step you're going to need to do is deny yourself. You're going to have to get rid of the Moabite spirit. I mean, the Amorite spirit. Uh, it's not about you. If you allow God to have full authority in your life, you will see the power of God come out of your life. And you don't have to run around talking about you got the power. All you got to do is be that seeker. Connect with them. And power gets released. Amen. He said, deny you. You know, you know how we are. Got to have it our way. If they don't have the right creamer, you mad. <laughs> I jokingly, but that's, a, that's serious. <laughs> that's how much, that's how wicked this spirit is. That, that Amorite spirit. We got to kill it. And we can kill it by coming together. Okay? No matter what. We can agree to disagree. I don't agree with your philosophy, but I do believe that God is God and he will work it out. Can you and I just stay together until he work it out? All right? 
forget about how you want the picture to be made. Let's let God make the picture the way he has designed it to be in the first place. My thoughts have forgotten it. My thoughts need to sit down. So your thoughts need to sit down and just let God be God in our life. Can we, can we just be, get together and just let God be God? Instead of wanting to be right. Am I right? That spirit is dying today. Everybody that knows it's dying today, rest to your feet. It's dying today. So he says you deny yourself. Jesus says, deny yourself. Take up the cross. In other words, whatever I have for you, no matter how bad it looks, I'm going to work it out. Don't try to put the cross down and don't complain about it. Take it up. He says, deny yourself. It's not about you. Take up the cross. He took up a cross, went up Calvary's hill, and look what happened. Because of that, all of us have the power of God in us. Now, we take up the cross. What cross? The one you've been complaining about. Stop complaining. It's okay. God's going to work it out. I, listen, his word can't lie. That's his promise. He's faithful. It might hurt. It might seem all bad. But behind the scenes, he's got a plan, and it's working for your good. So take up that cross after you've denied yourself. And then follow him. Some of us try to follow him without doing step one and two. It don't work. It does not work. You become defeated and frustrated because of a spirit. It's a spirit thing. We're in a spiritual battle. Okay? Hold up your right hand because we're coming into agreement. Father, we come into agreement today according to your word that we are your children. We have your DNA. We are kingdom kids. This kingdom that you have invested in us, your spirit, Lord. We know today that that is the spirit of truth. Father, there are many facts, but you didn't call us according to facts. You called us according to truth. There are facts that we have done wrong, but your truth set us free. So we thank you, Lord, that your truth is more powerful than anything. So because of that truth, we stand united today. That that Amorite spirit will be crucified, burned at this altar. So that we could take up this cross of all that you have for us to bear. For we know that the greatness, the kingdom, that he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. We claim victory in every area of our life. Today, we break the curse of that Amorite spirit that has gotten to our children. We disconnect it and break it right now in the name of Jesus. We lay that curse at the altar that you may burn it up and our children are set free for generations until a thousand. We are yours. And by faith, we seal this prayer with praise. Come on, give them a praise if you believe it. Come on and give them a praise. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. You're Lord of all. King of kings. 
great is thy name. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Who the Spirit has set free is free indeed. Let the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. 